Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On the front lines of Houston sports. Let's go! You're in the trenches with N.D. Kalu. N.D. Kalu. Welcome in. Happy Monday to everybody out there in Radio Land. This is In the Trenches exclusively on Sports Talk 790. I am Indy Kalu. He is Chris Gordy, Brendan Riley, a.k.a. B. Rye on the other side of the glass, making it happen until 12 noon, where we talk all things sports with a special, special emphasis on the number one sport in the history of sports, American football. And this is a great time. Bittersweet, but still great time for all you football fans out there. Only two teams left in one game, a.k.a. the Super Bowl. And how did you get there? Tampa Bay beats Green Bay in Green Bay 31-26. And the Buffalo Bills fall to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs 38-24. So much to get to with those games. So much to get to with the news surrounding the star quarterback here in Houston. And for all you basketball heads, we'll have a quick little shout-out to those Houston Rockets, the hottest team in the NBA. So whatever you want to talk about, we are the most interactive show in the world. 713-212-5790. And throughout the day, we'll be sending you to our Twitter page, our social media outlets, because Big Sarge of Big Sarge Sports taking care of that as he does every single week, and it's much appreciated. All right, any surprises from this weekend, Chris? Were you surprised that... Not just so much the, the scores, because I felt like these were some great matchups, and regardless of who won, it wasn't going to be a huge upset. But whether it's decisions being made, decisions not being made, the fact that Matt LaFleur took the ball out of the hands of Aaron Rodgers, any surprises uh, that stuck in your mind from this weekend? Oh, that was it. I mean, the coaching decisions were ridiculous. I, I think there was this mantra maybe five, ten years ago, when you're in the playoffs, you... You know, look, you take points whenever you can get them, right? Uh, you, hey, our drive stalled out. Let's kick the field goal. Let's take those points because those points are going to matter. But I think when you're getting into these NFL playoffs now and you're facing the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, all these other quarterbacks, man, you got to be aggressive. Right. And there's got to be points where you go, no, we need six here. Three ain't going to do it. And we saw that last night with Tampa set, or Green Bay settling for the field goal and say, oh, no, we're going to kick it back to Tom Brady and we're going to get the ball back. No, didn't work out. And then the Bills, I mean, they kept having drive stall out. And I understand, you know, they, they couldn't get the first, you know, couldn't couldn't get into the end zone. But, man, it was field goal, field goal, field goal. It's like, man, that's Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Like, you kicking these field goals is not going to keep you in this game. So uh, the coaching decisions, I thought, not being as aggressive yesterday killed them. Even when Buffalo was up 9-0, it was very similar to when I was watching the game last year, and the Texans are up 20-plus points against Kansas City, especially the way the Texans gained that lead. You just didn't feel comfortable. You didn't feel comfortable if you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Now, I didn't have a rooting interest outside of I wanted to see my old coach and Andy Reid win, but you just thought, yeah, 9-0, <laughs> that's cute. That's not going to last. I will say this, and it's 
it's similar and it's idiotic to have this debate, but it's similar to the thought what we used to have or the question we used to have, is it more Bill Belichick or more Tom Brady? Patrick Mahomes is great. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the game right now, but he's not the only weapon they have. I mean, when you some of the plays Tyreek Hill was making, uh, Travis Kelsey, yeah. you were like, man, I know Patrick Mahomes is the type of player that makes those around him better, but those guys are just good. So shout out to whoever brought them in, whoever helped develop those guys. But a lot of those plays that they made – it helped pad the stats of Patrick Mahomes, and it wasn't a situation. And I believe he can be this guy. What we saw out of Deshaun towards the end of this season, he was making Kiki QT better. He was making Brandon Cooks better. He was making Jordan Aikens better. Like Because Deshaun Watson is so good, you saw players that were good playing very good. With Patrick Mahomes being great, those players just happened to be a great around him also. Yeah, I was thinking of that watching. I mean, Travis Kelsey was – didn't he end up leading the league in – receiving or was close to it this year like him he has not missed many games in his career i'd be curious to know what mahomes numbers look like in whatever games that he's played without travis kelsey because that guy is is such a safety not even a safety blanket just like your go-to you give it to him he's gonna fight for every yard he can get and he's just such a matchup nightmare and yeah i mean the, the mahomes and the chiefs have something really special but i think you know for for the hot take question for local, you know, for Texans fans, is how much of this is Eric Bieniemy? We know how good Patrick Mahomes has been. We know Andy Reid, the head coach, but you know how much of that is Eric Bieniemy? No, and how much of that is the entire team? Patrick Mahomes, the MVP of the team, and you can argue of the league. But Andy Reid talks about how it takes more than one person to win. I thought it was a good team win. I thought uh, both all the coordinators, all three coordinators, had. A nice plan and um the coaches did a nice job with it and then the players most of all believed in it and went out and executed and played their tail off we'll get to this as we get closer to the super bowl but this is going to go under the radar when you talk about a huge loss for the kansas city chiefs we talked about tyree kill we talked about um travis kelsey and what they bring to the to the team well guess what the guy that protects the blind side of Patrick Mahomes, arguably the best quarterback in the game right now, Eric Fisher, he went down with a torn Achilles. So not only is he going to miss the Super Bowl, more than likely he's not going to be ready for next season. And I have a feel, I have a feeling that's just going to get overlooked because of how great Patrick Mahomes is in the pocket. And I'll admit, he does appear similar to Deshaun Watson to really show his worth, really show his productivity when he's under pressure and he's escaping the rush and he's buying his wide receivers more time to get open. Can you imagine, and he did it time and time again this game, how tough it is for a defensive back, for a cornerback or a safety to be defending a wide receiver the quarterback breaks the pocket, is running around, stays in the pocket, and then the wide receiver, tight end, whoever it may be, just breaks the route, knowing where he's supposed to stop. It's almost impossible to cover a wide receiver in that scenario. But I think this Eric, uh, Eric Fisher, not Eric, yeah, Eric Fisher getting injured, not being available, that that should be a storyline because Tampa Bay, and we'll get to Tampa Bay and their win against Green Bay. One thing that you watch and you notice, Tom Brady. He looked a little more like Jameis Winston yesterday, and because they had that defense, because they had 
Jason Pierre-Paul with his two sacks, uh, Shaquille Barrett with his three sacks, they were able to win the game. They're going to be all over Mahomes. And without Eric Fisher, that's going to be a big storyline. And I'm curious to see what Eric Bieniemy and that offensive side of the ball those coaches do to try to fill that void. Did you notice all the running backs who scored in yesterday, yesterday's game, Andy, what they had in common? Well, I know two guys played together at your school, <laughs> uh, Williams and... Uh, Hilaire, yeah, Daryl Williams, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Were they together at LSU? Or did yeah, they miss each they may, other? They may, I mean, may have been by a year. They were Daryl Williams was a little bit older. Clyde, Clyde was younger. Mm-hmm. But then um, on the other side, a guy named Leonard Fournette carrying the rock oh. for you know. Scary. Tampa Bay I actually forgot about. Out of those three, he's the biggest LSU <laughs> Tiger, and I th- he had a better career than Hilaire, right at LSU. Fournette. Yeah, Clyde had the one year, which is the year they won the national championship with Burrow, and he was very productive. But Leonard Fournette was multiple years. Fournette had the unfortunateness of no quarterback play and Les Miles having him run the ball against 10-man boxes. <laughs> like, mm. couldn't, had to fight off like five defenders to get five yards. Right. So, so what a great pickup. By the Tampa oh, Bay Bucks. I mean, monster. Again, Tom Brady, and credit to Tom Brady. I mean, look. I don't care if you don't like him. I don't care if you want to bring up the alleged cheating. And Hugh Douglas tweeted out last night, and I thought it was a good question to throw out there, and we could kick it around if you folks want to because we are the most interactive show. So we're going to ask your permission. Do we forget about the cheating scandals now that Tom Brady is going to his 10th Super Bowl and it's his first year with a different team? So you have to give him credit. At, at the end of the game, I'm not a big, let me put all my thoughts on Twitter. So I texted to my buddies. I said, <laughs> say what you want, but you have to respect Tom Brady. And I say that to say, you also have to respect what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization has done. It wasn't just about getting Tom Brady. You retain Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And first you get those two guys you know, through the draft. Then you bring in Jason Pierre-Paul after he blows up his fingers and the yeah. New York Giants are like, eh, we don't want him anymore. Not only do you bring in Jason Pierre-Paul, after his neck injury from a car crash, you say, you know what? We still trust this guy, and you give him a two-year extension. You, you, Shaquille Barrett, you bring him back. I, my point is they built a team around to where all they had to do was plug in a good quarterback, and now they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and I, I don't even think Bruce Arians is that great of a coach. I mean, I know people love him, and he's nice and all this, but I don't think he's that great of a coach. Without Tom Brady, he's not getting to where he is. But the bigger topic to me becomes LeBron James and Tom Brady. They are the two guys in all the sports that can take any team that they're on to a championship level. And LeBron has done it time in and time out in multiple places. And now Tom Brady is showing, yeah, it wasn't just about the New England thing. I'm good enough that I can take a team all the way to a Super Bowl. Can't agree more. I can't agree more. Is there anybody else in that category? But here's the only caveat, and I think you'll agree with this, even with LeBron James, and I'm a huge LeBron James fan, as great as he is, he also made sure he had certain pieces around him. Sure. When he went to Miami, when he went to L.A., when he – now, in Cleveland, he literally put that team on his back and said, right. all right, let, let me carry y'all to the promised land. But when he moved on from there, and I have no problem with this, he was very strategic with who was around them, similar to Tom Brady. And Dominican Sue, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul, bring back Gronk. Gronk wasn't as 
unproductive as I thought he was. He he had more yards and touchdowns than I thought he it's did good, this year. Good run blocker, too. I was watching a little bit of him yesterday in the run game. He, he can still hold the block pretty well. It, yeah, but you best believe that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, that was a big reason oh, why yeah. Tom Brady I mean, they were ecstatic. And that, that's the, the funny thing. Like you said, LeBron's been – he picked the Lakers and said, get me Anthony Davis. Uh, by the same realm, Tom Brady didn't say, let me go to the Raiders and make, right. try to make – no, he went to Tampa where they had talent already. But it still is like – I don't know if there's any other athlete in the last 20 – years, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, that you could say that guy, wherever he goes, makes that team, an, not even a title contender, can get them to the championship game. 713-212-5790. If you want to jump in the trenches, talk about those playoff games. We didn't even really touch Kansas City-Buffalo. We'll talk about that and much more in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. <laughs> In the Trenches continues. I'm going to be an NFL football player. Sports Talk 790, home for your home teams. The Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. Uh, being able to go up against one of the one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time in his 150th Super Bowl, I mean, it's going to be a great experience for me. I mean, to, to go out there and get to get, have a chance to repeat and get to do it against the best. I mean, it's uh, it's something special, and I'm excited for the opportunity. That is the voice of Texas Tech Red Raider guns up. Patrick Mahomes talking about the upcoming Super Bowl as his team, the Kansas City Chiefs, beat the Buffalo Bills 38-24, and he'll be facing Tom Brady. And this is pretty cool. You, you talk about a passing of the torch. I don't think Tom Brady has played his last season in the NFL or even with Tampa Bay, but this is a real scenario where you don't have to reach to say it's a passing of the torch. Tom Brady, arguably the best quarterback to ever play, and I'll say you can't argue the most accomplished quarterback to ever play, taking on the one heir apparent that you can argue has a chance to threaten his records. When it's all said and done, I don't think Patrick Mahomes win six Super Bowls? Is that because I don't think he's as good as Tom Brady? Absolutely not. It's just the chances of going back to that many Super Bowls and winning them are slim to none. But I feel like you can argue he's going to eventually be a better quarterback than a Tom Brady. But a, a cool way to pass the torch from Tom Brady to Patrick Mahomes because I do believe Mahomes is going to give us many years of some great football. So it's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, if Mahomes wins this game, I mean, is that two already? Like, go ahead and build the statue if they haven't already. Like, that's just that's ridiculous. If he, I, you never say for certain because you just don't know. And what twenty twenty has taught us, you just don't know what's going to happen the next day. But if Patrick Mahomes wins another Super Bowl, uh, gets another Super Bowl MVP, can he kind of just hit cruise control to Hall of Fame? Now, him being the competitor that he is, he's going to want more. Yeah. He probably has a picture of Tom Brady with his six rings and saying, that's what I want, and that's what those the greats strive for. But do you think if he wins another one, all he has to do is pretty much just be a, a shell of himself for the next eight to ten years, and he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer? I think back to Roethlisberger. He won one very quick mm -hmm. and then got to a second one very quick. I think that was the one they, they lost or did they win to. Whatever it was. But he wasn't the reason early exactly. on his career. It was exactly. those defenses exactly. and Jerome Bettis and all that. And then later, he took his game to a next level. With Mahomes, he is a big reason why they won last year. And if they win this year, he'll be a big reason why. It's hard not to project him right. as the, you know already on the fast track to one of the greatest of all time. So um, 
by the way, if you want to get in the door for the game mm -hmm. uh, next week, ND, guess at what uh, the lowest, the cheapest ticket for the Super Bowl. Now, keep in mind, much less attendance this year with COVID rules and all that. But that was it for a pair or for one? Just one ticket. The cheapest? Mm -hmm. Fifteen hundred. <laughs> no. One thousand five hundred for those that didn't understand me. <laughs> no. Not even close. As of this morning, one ticket to the February seventh game at Raymond James Stadium cost a minimum of eight thousand five hundred and fifty dollars. You know what? I'm all for making as much money as you can, but the NFL better not ever act like or let it come out of their mouth that they're for the common man or woman. Right. Well that's that's a tough like I've been to a lot of super or a couple Super Bowls. And sitting in the stands around other people, you know, I've been there with a credential, but they put mm -hmm. you in like the auxiliary press area. Like you've got some of the diehards, right? You see the guy, the dad with his son, he's got his arm around him and they're diehard fans. There's a lot of corporate people in there. Oh, the CEO of Coke, the CEO of Pepsi, the CEO of Allstate and his, you know, his rich kids and all that. Like that's, that's who's at the Super Bowl. So it really, you make a great point. I mean, like if you're a diehard Bucks fan, and you saw a Super Bowl 20 years ago with Brad Johnson, and you your team is back there. You have to pay $10,000 to get in the door? Like, even if you got that in your savings, that's a lot to give up for one football game. I've met people who definitely weren't rich by any stretch, but their goal, their bucket on their bucket list was to go to a Super Bowl, and they spent years saving for it. Then they just blow it all on the Super Bowl. I don't like football that much. 713-212-5790. I do, but I like money a little more. Barry wants to talk a little Super Bowl. What's up, Barry? Hello, Barry. I'm calling in to eat a little crow here. Two years ago, I called the show and ended Tom Brady's thing at the party way past midnight. And what he was saying is tarnishing his legacy. And Indy said, no, if anything, he would get better. Well, the thing that Indy is right. So, <laughs> you're you're a real like, man for calling in Satan that, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, but I, I want Tom Brady to win for sentimental reasons. Because very rarely do we find those persons where all of the stars align for you. Mm -hmm. You take an average team to the Super Bowl. And Super Bowl, for the first time in history, you host the Super Bowl at your home stadium. So I would like for Tom Brady to win. Mahomes is going to win some more Super Bowl, but it won't be this one. But do you believe that the last-second pass at the end of the second half, uh, the perfect spiral that caught the receiver in stride doomed the uh, Packers. They didn't seem to have the urgency after those three interceptions either. No, I know. And, and you know what? That, that might have been the play. Appreciate the call. Appreciate you eating crow like a real man. That You know what? I don't know if that's the one play because I keep going back to the field goals and I say this is where I felt they lost it. Not so much with the points that they've given up, but the mentality. You're, you're playing Tom Brady. You're playing Tampa Bay. You have one game to go. You have Aaron Rodgers who only threw, if I'm not mistaken, five interceptions the entire regular season. This is when you say, no, we're not going for three. We're putting the ball in the hands of Aaron Rodgers. And if it doesn't work, then it's just not meant to be. I felt like Matt LaFleur was coaching scared, but – the long pass to uh, where, where they beat the cornerback King, and you're just wondering, how do you give that play up? You don't know what he was looking at, what he was understanding with the defense. Y yeah, that, that's a play you point to. I don't know if that's the only play you point to as far as why Green Bay lost. But I'll also say this, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I know, Gordy, you said that you weren't that impressed with Bruce Arians. It, it's tough to separate, okay, that was coaching, that was the player, that was the offensive coordinator it's a team effort even when it comes to coaching but to have his team ready to win those three games and and, and get this 
Tom Brady, you know, if they win the Super Bowl, he potentially went through Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, Pat Mahomes. So shout out to at Fresno underscore Eric for pointing that out. But they were also doing it on the road, and that's what makes it more impressive. This is what Bruce Arians had to say about that. That's the scary thing about coming to the Super Bowl at home. We've been playing so good on the road. And uh, this was fun because we had loud fans. And uh, man, this was real like this was football for the first time this year for me. I mean, the fans were great here, and uh, what an unbelievable atmosphere. But to be able to come home to play Super Bowl at our place and not have to get on a plane and do all the things that uh, this crazy year that has us doing, um, it would be weird. It would not even feel like Super Bowl when we don't have all those damn press conferences. I'll tell you what. There is something to be said about that. So if you weren't quite sure what he was talking about, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they won all of their playoff games on the road, and now they're playing the biggest playoff game, the Super Bowl, at home, the first time in the history of the NFL. They're, they're Just as, as a former player, there is something. Now, do you love playing at home? Do you appreciate the fans? Do you appreciate the yelling and screaming? Obviously, yes, there is some kind of home field advantage. But I will say this. When you go on the road, it forces you to be a little bit more locked in. It forces you to do more things right. You, you say to yourself, okay, on Saturday morning, we're going to get up, do a walkthrough, and then we're going to get on the plane and, and travel. So Friday night, the responsible players, they're, they're going to bed a little bit earlier. They're, they're getting the massages. They're staying hydrated because they know that they lose water when they're on the plane. It, it just it forces you to be a little more tuned in i wonder if tampa bay a very veteran team is going to lose some of that thinking to themselves oh wow we get to sleep in our own beds going into the super bowl yeah there were two uh, a few cases of i think the rams when they were the los angeles rams the first time around they played a, a game at a uh, super bowl at the rose bowl but their home games were played at the coliseum and then the 49ers played at stanford stadium in the super bowl but their home games were played at candlestick park so there's been situations where teams have played close to their home stadium but never in their home stadium right. and you're right that's that's going to be so nice for tampa to, to just hey could feel like a normal game except going to have a lot more hype and media there i'm trying to go back and think as lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the player if i would have appreciated that or if you want to travel away for the you, you know what in this this year with the pandemic, I'm sure you appreciate it a little bit more as a player where the traveling looks a little different. Staying in hotels is a little bit different. I think you appreciate playing at home more, but there is something to going away on the road for the Super Bowl, packing up and going away for a week. Well, they said like in normal times, like you can talk to, to when the Eagles got to the Super Bowl, but like. You know, you get all the texts from people you haven't heard from in 20 years. Hey, man, give me tickets and all that. Well, now you got a perfect excuse. Hey, man, they're only letting, you know, 30% of the stadium. Man. Oh, Sorry, can't get your tickets. Leave me alone. Now, is this the matchup? Do you think this was the possible best matchup? And, Brendan, you could chime in if you if you have an opinion on this. With, obviously, Tampa Bay playing, playing Green Bay, Kansas City playing Buffalo, Kansas taking on Tampa. Do you think this was the, the best possible matchup for the Super Bowl? Green Bay wouldn't have been bad. I mean, Aaron Rodgers versus 
Patrick Mahomes wouldn't wouldn't have been a bad one. But yeah, I, I tweeted out yesterday in the day. I said when it looked like we could be getting Brady versus Mahomes, I said you could make that a pay per view event, and people would pay top dollar for it. Like obviously you're going to have less eyeballs if you're making a pay-per-view, but it just struck me because I saw so many people tweeting out Saturday night who were all paying for the pay-per-view event with Conor McGregor. Uh, tons of people tweet, oh, I can't wait. I paid the 70 bucks. Well, that many people, people paid 70 bucks to watch Conor McGregor fight. How many would, would pay to watch Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl? Mm, good point. I actually think the Packers would have been, like, I think the Packers are the better team. I know that that's not what played out yesterday. Um, but, hold on, hold on. You just brought something up. How can you say they're the better team when they played? game. But they played at home. This was the second time they lost to Tampa Bay, and it's not like a situation where the weather neutralized it. If anything, you could say they had uh, the advantage because of the weather. Maybe the matchup doesn't work for them, but but when I watch those two teams flip, I mean, I watch them both more than once. But why play I, if you tell me the team? I'm not, that, well, well, no, I'm not saying you that Green telling you Green Bay deserves to go to the Super Bowl. You said they're better than Tampa. Tampa beat them twice this year, and they just beat them at home. And I you mean, know what? You're getting crushed in this argument. I'm going to let you think about it over the next <laughs> few seconds, and then I'm going to give you a chance to get uncrushed because you cannot tell me a team that lost. To another team twice. Well, but the Saints, the Saints beat the Bucks, and it wasn't even close twice. And then last week lost to them. Doesn't mean the Saints weren't a, the better team. They just lost on that Sunday. If they played again five more times, Saints could win all five. I'm dealing. That's with how two. sports goes, though. Like sometimes, so, remember Matt Leiner. Remember Matt Leiner when he lost to Vince Young in Texas in the championship. The first things out of his mouth when they interviewed. Well, I still feel like we're the better team. Well, but you lost. But they thought USC was the better team than Texas still. Even after the game played out, that's your that's your reasoning that the player on the losing team said he felt like they were better. Oh, geez, I'm gonna have to educate both of you on the other side in the trenches. Only on Sports Talk 790. Houston, it's your home team. Man, lifelong Astros fan here. Anytime, anywhere. I love your home team. The go Rockers go. Just tell your smart device. Play Sports Talk 790 on iHeartRadio. Playing Sports Talk 790 on iHeartRadio. Back to In the Trenches. Welcome back to back. <laughs> oh, man. See, now, wasn't it worth the wait? It was. Get back in the trenches on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in. Welcome back. The Monday, the day after the conference champions and the Super Bowl is set. And... Brendan, I don't even know because this wasn't the point you were trying to make. But for the for those that don't know, I was asking the question if this was the best possible matchup considering the four teams that were left as the Kansas City Chiefs would be taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Super Bowl. And Brendan was about to make a point, but he said something that I just had to stop the presses on, that he feels like Green Bay was still the best team despite losing to Tampa Bay twice. And at home, the floor is yours. I'm not saying that they were the best team yesterday. Like that, I, I, I guess I don't understand how this is even hard to get. I just think that as a whole, they're the more talented, complete team. I think at this point in their career, Aaron Rodgers is, is the better quarterback between the two. Agree. I think Devontae Adams was the best wide receiver bet- uh, in the game. They're not as deep at wide receiver, obviously. Okay. Uh, and, and I think the Packers' defense is, at least on par, I think the running game in Green Bay is better. I, 
I mean, Tampa Bay's great. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl because I've seen the, the Packers fall flat in the playoffs time and time again. I just think the Packers are, are a, a more talented roster. Yeah, you're kind of moonwalking and, and stepping back what you're saying. You said that they were the better team. No, There's not yesterday. I think that I'm, I'm saying that the Super Bowl I would rather watch from an entertainment point was Kansas City Green Bay because I think Green Bay is a more talented football team. Okay, they have more. You can argue they have more talent on the roster, but we all know that doesn't make you a better team. But you first said they're a better team. Well, I mean, that's, that's what I mean when I say better team. I do think they are more talented. Okay, but Chris even tried to jump on and, and come to your rescue and brought up some crazy thought that because the quarterback of the losing USC Trojans felt like they were better than well, Vince like Young and UT beating them. I feel like your mind is a, blown that the best team doesn't always win a game. Like, that, this happens no, all I've the time in sports. No, I've said many times that when it comes to the Super Bowl, most of the time, more so in football than in basketball because you don't have a series, the hottest team, the team that's a little bit lucky with when it comes to injuries, right. they win it. But when you play the team, when I'm talking about Green Bay and Tampa Bay. When Green Bay, first of all, they got their butts kicked by Tampa Bay in week six. And then they host the game in arguably the most important game of the season, and they still lose. When I look at that sample size, I have to say Tampa Bay is the better team. I, they were the better team that day. Those days. Things happen in games, say, though. Then at least make a plural and say those days but because then, they played them multiple times but this like year. You're, then you ignore the fact that Tampa laid an egg in a lot of games this year. Tampa looked like utter dog crap two times out against the Saints, but then last week, oh, they played better, and they won. So it's like... You, you, you're trying to use this universal point that like that if you play a game and win, you're the better team. Whoa. Yes, that's that's, that's not always the case. That's not always the case. The the New York Giants got in what is the six seed twice with Eli Manning and got to the Super Bowl. So and they were not the best team in the NFL. Right. Okay, so you agree so with you us? Agreed with us? No, but you said between Tampa and Green Bay that Green Bay. Uh, was the better team, and they lost to him twice. I didn't say they were the better team that day. That's the difference. The Giants were a better team when they beat the undefeated Patriots that day. They were right. not the better football team, period. But those days when they lost to Tampa Bay, they lost to him multiple times. Then in that case, we should even play the game. You play to win the game. Corey, what's going on, Corey? Hey man, it is a it's another beautiful day in Chiefs Kingdom, man. Listen, man, this this I mean, and uh, Gordy, this is the uh, same guy that thought Buffalo was the better team because he did pick them to win. So I don't know where. Hey, I also had Tampa winning too. So don't forget that. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah, you went well, you went with the goat. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> oh, the but, underdog. <laughs> oh, a three point underdog. Wow. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Um, for one thing about the game, uh, Sean McDermott, uh, Allen, and Stephon Diggs, and if, if Cole Beasley's your second-best option, I told you it wasn't going to be close, and it wasn't close. That was an easy check mark onto the Super Bowl. Secondly, um, what does Tyreek have to do to show he is the best uh, big game receiver? Nine, nine receptions, 172? What are we talking about? I think somebody uh, on your show said uh, uh, Metcalf was a – the best receiver, and then he flip flops, and he just said Devontae Adams was the best receiver. Man, you're forgetting the name. You know, I wonder who that was. And then also, all, all I heard was, hey, all through the year, hey, the Chiefs aren't covering the spread. The Chiefs aren't covering the spread. That's a lot of disrespect for uh, uh, Hold on, Corey. And, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? And I know you're not talking what? about just this show, but don't be that guy 
like a Michael Jordan to try to find something to rally behind. Look, mo- most most logical folks when they watch football, they understand that Kansas City's the best team out right now. So let's not play the whole. But you know what? If that's what it takes to get Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Chris Houston up for the game, then not Chris Houston, Chris Jones, sorry, up for the game, then more power to him. But don't don't be the woe is me. They were disrespecting Kansas City. Most but no, functional no, fans know saying, that Kansas City was the best team throughout the year. But but okay. But the criticism was that the criticism was that they weren't as as good as their record is because they weren't blowing people out, which was a false narrative. You, you that that's what I was hearing. I don't know what you said. Nobody nobody said they weren't a contender. So people were saying, well, that's the narco Casey. They're not they're not beating people uh, big enough. Isn't the point is to win the game? Absolutely. Anyway. Well, you and I are on the same page. If anybody says that an NFL team isn't living up to expectations because they're not blowing teams out, they have no idea how football works. In the NFL, I don't care how – even when New England was dominant, they were dominant because the number of wins, not because they were beating teams 50-3. to This isn't Alabama playing a collegiate schedule. Isn't that a legitimate reason, though, to question them week in and week out? Is that they're – because they were playing with fire and winning close games. I mean, they they only put up twenty two points at Cleveland la- or against Cleveland last week. They were getting by, and so that's why people doubted them. But the more you win, the more they put that to rest. And hey, yeah, we play close games, but we still show we can win all those games. Yeah, I've never subscribed I mean, to how close. But go ahead. I, I just it, it's so hard to win if you can. I don't <laughs> care if you win. with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In eight games by three points average, you're winning those games. You're winning the games, and you you have to do what you you have to in those moments because there's moments in the game where you can either win or lose the game. If you're constantly winning those things, the games, that's something to say. But anyway, hey, just like my boy in uh, St. Louis, Nelly said, "Hey, we're from the Show Me State. You show me seven, I show you eight. It's just that simple." Hashtag running back. Hashtag Defenders Kingdom. Talk to you boys later in Super Bowl. Peace. Congratulations. Enjoy the wins. No, and I've never understood. Now I will say this. With Pittsburgh, the way they were winning, you weren't surprised if their fortunes turned and they they eventually turned towards the end of the season and they weren't as dominant. When you watch when you watch Pittsburgh winning, especially considering they're coming off either an eight and eight year or a year they didn't make the playoffs, and they're winning those games and they're not looking, they're they're not really looking the part. You're saying, you know what, I respect the win, but I would not be surprised if after this eight-game win streak, they lose three straight. But when you've won the Super Bowl and you start the season winning game after game, you know, like the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, yeah, you know, I'm not really looking at the margin of victory. I mean, they were still, like the Carolina Panthers, they only won that game by two points. The Raiders, they only won that game by four points. But they're also showing games where they dominate, and there's something to be said about finding ways to win the game. Yeah, I think that's, uh, again, like when you look down the stretch of the season, beat the Pan- beat the Panthers by two, beat the Raiders by four, beat the Bucks by three. Like, these are all in consecutive weeks. Like, it were, all, it were all close games. That's the only. That's what I'm saying is the reason why people were picking Tampa 
or I'm sorry, Kansas City to possibly lose is because, oh man, it on the surface, it looks like they're just getting by. They're just winning these games. And then last week against Cleveland, they get out with the 22-17 victory. They're able to move the chains with Chad Henney and not give the ball back to Baker Mayfield. So it was like, oh man, they just, just sneaked that one out. Oh man, they just pulled that one out. And then this week, it was just utter domination because t- Buffalo, they Buffalo put together some good drives, but they kept settling for field goals. And that was my point earlier. Stop kicking field goals against the Chiefs. Now, as a guy that's rooting for Kansas City, the one thought that's going to have me a little concerned for them, for the Corys of the world and the Chief, what is he called, Chief Kingdom, the fact that Eric Fisher is not playing. And I feel like that's going to go under the radar. Quick timeout. 713-212-5790 if you want to jump in. We have a great poll question that we're going to throw your way, and we definitely want to get your take on that. In the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. Regular season. We got a date next week, fellas! Off season. It's a new year! Game day is every day when you're in the trenches on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in, welcome back in the trenches, exclusively on Sports Talk 790. The other team that will be playing in the Super Bowl, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after beating the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers is pretty much a foregone conclusion that he'll be this year's MVP. But the season didn't start all rosy and full of rainbows for the Green Bay Packers and or Aaron Rodgers. Because what did they do during the draft? One, they didn't ask Aaron Rodgers who he wanted to draft, and they drafted his heir apparent, Jordan Love. So Aaron Rodgers goes out there with a little bit of extra fire under his backside and puts together one of his best seasons in his historic career. And now the question is whether or not Aaron Rodgers will return to the Green Bay Packers. This is head coach Matt LaFleur speaking on that. I sure as hell hope so. Um, I mean, guys, the MVP of this league – he is the heart and soul of our football team. So, hell yeah, he better be back here. Um, he's our leader. That sounds so bad after they drafted. <laughs> like, it just, it's, that was probably so hard for him to answer that question. I also think it sounds bad after kicking a field goal. Right. With, with you know, two minutes left, down by eight. He's the MVP of this league, but we didn't trust him enough to give him one more try. Okay, I always say this. I don't believe it to be the case. If they would have not kicked the field goal and they said, Aaron Rodgers, we're going to ride or die on your arm. And let's just say they don't get the fourth and eight. It was fourth and eight, uh, fourth and goal from the eight-yard line. Then are the same people yelling, oh, they should have just kicked a field goal and got the The points. thing is, it didn't even hardly change their situation. Right. You they still had to score touchdown. a touchdown either way. That's what well, people are I know are that, like, but I'm saying when people no. you know, no. talk about Almost everybody on social media yesterday I saw said, what the hell are they doing? A field goal helps you, doesn't help you at all. Right, right. So with that being said, one, they draft, Aaron, excuse me, they draft Jordan Love before the season even starts. Aaron Rodgers obviously still has some game left in him. And he goes out and has an MVP-type year. They don't rely on his arm on the arguably what could have been the biggest play of the game for them this season. We have a Twitter question out there that Big Sarge has put up on the Sports Talk 790 Twitter page. And we want to discuss it here as well. What, what is that Twitter poll? 
The question is, who has more of a right to demand a trade, Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers? And as of right now, 62% says Aaron Rodgers, 38% says Deshaun Watson. I don't think, can I be the wet blanket? Mm -hmm. I don't think this is as profound of a question as you think it is. Okay. Aaron absolutely has more of a right to say, I want out. Now, I don't know. I don't think he will. Um, We'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. But I, I've come around, like, I was on the table with Deshaun very early on that Deshaun has every right to, you know, look, you said I was going to be part of the process and I wasn't. Now with the latest report yesterday from Chris Mortensen says Deshaun doesn't care who the coach is, he wants out. Well, now I'm of the mindset of just shut up. Like, just, the, Cal is not giving up the team. He's going to be the owner. If you got a problem with him, go to him and talk with him. But, like, the, nothing's going to change. You said you wanted Eric Bieniemy. The Texans very well could hire Eric Bieniemy, and now you're saying, "Well, even if they hire Bieniemy, I want out of here." Well, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do for you. I was on Team Deshaun. Now I'm of Team Dude. What what can we do to make you happy at this point? No. So so with the reports being that Deshaun's unhappy because he was lied to, versus in, in regards to this poll question, Aaron Rodgers being unhappy because they drafted his heir apparent. Mm-hmm. You're saying hands down Aaron Rodgers. So okay, you said well, you haven't really said anything. To tell you the truth, well, why do you feel like Aaron Rodgers has a reason to be mad and to demand a trade? Because he has because they drafted left. his heir apparent and didn't give him pieces in his prime in an MVP caliber season. You didn't take a, a you didn't use your first or second round draft picks or anything to help him. Now you said we're thinking of, we're looking out for the Packers and our future. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is also 38 years old, right? So it's coming to the end of his career. They got to look forward to look like to, he's slowing down at all? Uh, Yeah. Did you see the really? second half of the game? Oh, oh I'm sorry. We're going to use one half of a game of an entire season of an MVP caliber player? Oh, the NFC Championship the, game. Well, here's the real question. What did he do last year before the draft? What do you mean? He was, what do you mean? What do I mean? What, but what, what did he do last season before the Green Bay Packers drafted Jordan Love? What did he do before that? Yeah. What, was his, what did his season look like? Oh, I don't remember. The, the... He was injured for part of it, right? And they didn't have a great year last year. So why they still make the playoffs? And a thirty and a thirty-seven, thirty-eight year court. Now, look, I'll be the first one to say what he did this year was uh, was awesome. But a general MVP. Manager, yeah, let's get it straight. It wasn't just awesome. It was MVP of the were league. Were you predicting that this time last year that he was going to have an MVP year? No. Right. So no one knew that he was going to bounce back the way he did. He's 37, 38 years old. Why not draft someone with the thought of, hey, if this guy, this guy being Aaron Rodgers, has three years left, we could be grooming his Compare, Compared to the Saints. The Saints' mindset this whole time, knowing Drew Brees' clock is running out, we're going to use every draft pick, every free agent, and every asset we can mm-hmm. to build around this guy while he's still in the prime of his career to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Packers went, eh, we got to start thinking about the, the Saints right now. They lost. It didn't work out. Drew Brees was even more. Drew Brees <sighs> nosedive. Just his play was absolute crap. Aaron Rodgers played at MVP level. But, but, but no one knew that when they draft. Like Aaron Rodgers exceeded expectations. Nobody was sitting there going, Aaron Rodgers sucks. We need to start thinking about the future. Like, Okay, I'll but, tell you this. If you don't do that as a general manager, if you have a 38-year-old quarterback and you're not thinking of the future, then you suck at your job. Now, what I always like to call good problems to have, if you draft his heir apparent and Aaron Rodgers turns out an MVP-type season, that's a good problem to have. But how do you fault a general, and I don't even know the general manager and Matt LaFleur, I don't think he should. he's worthy of that job. But when you have a general manager and his thought is, 
Yes, I've had, you know, I went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is now 38. He was injured the season before. Yeah, I'm going to draft get, still and, for a first round. And guess what they did last year? What? It got to the NFC Championship game, lost to San Francisco. Right. So you were that close. It wasn't like, man, this guy's hitting a nosedive and we're... Okay, and we're, when do you draft the quarterback then? Not uh, you want you want to start thinking about quarterback in the future. Look, this is the problem with the NFL these days. Stop with the whole gotta worry about the future. Worry about the now. What you'll worry about the damn future when Aaron Rodgers comes in and says, "I'm done with football and I'm retiring." Then you worry about going in, to get in, your future quarterback opinion, in the future. What rookie did they miss out on that would have had them beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I need to go back and look at the draft, see who was available. There was a ton of crap more talent out there available than Jordan Love, who did nothing for you that this year. That would have had that Wasted. big of an impact this year. Wasted. And I got a question, T. Higgins. too. Uh, T. Higgins. I, I got a question, too. But wasn't Aaron Rodgers drafted to be the heir apparent to Brett Favre? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So but he that's, know but that's of 20 on. years ago. That's it's still the same. That's, though, the Gordy. NFL's not like that anymore. You don't. <laughs> it, Take a guy. He's still the same. He came in as the heir apparent to Brett Favre, so he should. And it happened to work out. Whoop de doo. So he could work out. Fifteen years ago. What's the biggest issue of the Texans? They haven't had a quarterback, so why not draft quarterbacks? And if it works, it works. Because it doesn't. Because the point being is, you got your quarterback now. Keep him happy. Give put pieces around him to make him win now. Keep him happy. Yes. But Deshaun's not happy, and you're done with him. I'm done with the reports of. The reports say Deshaun this. Reports say Deshaun this. Deshaun wants Eric Bieniemy. Hey, we're gonna hire Eric Bieniemy. I don't care. I don't want to be here anymore. He That's what I have that. the problem. He with. never said that. That reports are saying Chris Mortensen put it out there. If Deshaun didn't, if Deshaun didn't think that way, he could very quickly go to his Twitter and say, "Guys, these reports are false." Is that so? Let's ask. Let me ask you this: Is that his responsibility? Yes. When it was false? when it is the topic on NFL Countdown for forty five minutes yesterday, and Rex Ryan is saying Deshaun needs to do this. Deshaun needs. It is absolutely his his PR company's responsibility to say Deshaun did not really say this. I'm sorry, guys. They're leaking it for a reason. Reports are not just. This isn't Adam Schefter throwing crap on a wall to see if it sticks. He's getting that from somebody. All right, so to answer the poll question, who has a right to be, quote-unquote, more upset, if we're going off the idea that he was lied to, then I'm going to go Deshaun Watson over Aaron Rodgers because the general manager of the Green Bay Packers was looking for the future replacement of a 38-year-old quarterback. Quick timeout. We'll get to the phone lines. Joseph Terrence, we see you there in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. You're in the trenches. With ND Kalu. Seven one three two one two five seven nine zero. If you want to jump in, one hour down, one hour to go here in the trenches. Talking all things football. As we just had the conference championship games played, and the Super Bowl is set. A little Twitter poll out there on the 790 Twitter page. Who has more of a gripe? And who should be asking for a trade? Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson? 
We probably should have put neither. They should just shut up and dribble or shut up and play, whatever you people say when athletes have an opinion. Is that what Terrence, you what do you have going, Terrence? And, well, first of all, Chris Gordy, I just want to say I love you, man, because the other day when that guy came at you, I saw some coon ass come out, and, man, I'd take, <laughs> you in a fox, I'd take him in a foxhole with me any day. Let's go. Let's ride. Oh, man, I love that. But, Indy, I'm, I'm going to come at you a little bit, but not like that guy came at Gordy. But I've said it before. You do tend to talk out of both sides of your mouth. No, hold on, hold on, because I remember you said this. No, hold on, because I can put you on hold. I'm not going to do that. I present both options. You know, I don't just like to sit up here and say this, that, or the other. So give me a good example. So I was going to say that I did say you talk out of both sides of your mouth. You didn't let me finish. I was going to say you kind of do like to play the devil's advocate and play both sides. And that's fine. And it makes for great, great, great radio. And that's why I call the show and I listen every single day. I love it. Um my point is, is you're sitting here saying, you know, like uh, the producer, is it Josh or Brendan today? Josh, he says, you know, at the time, Green Bay is the better team mm-hmm. last night. They are the better team, hands down. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that. And you disagreed with that because on that day, Tom Brady beat him last night. Well, you're talking about the trade of who has the more push and this and that, and y'all want to bash Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's 100% got more pull because he did have an MVP season and they didn't consult him about bringing in their the the new quarterback this past year and he puts up an MVP season he has all the right in the world to have more power than Deshaun Deshaun has no say in anything other than the fact and I did call in and say this Mm -hmm. he does have some pull in the sense that they told him and they should consult with their 170 million dollar quarterback but at the same time if you're going to ask that question Aaron Rodgers hands down has the say in this oh, hold, hold on because and here's the thing and i love the back and forth terrence they, they you, no you're, you're bringing up other things that don't have anything to do with the question aaron Rodgers is obviously the more accomplished quarterback aaron, you can argue that it's a long shot to say that deshaun watson accomplishes everything aaron Rodgers has done like i'll give you that my point is if you put it in a vacuum if that's the right word terrence if Aaron Rodgers being upset that they drafted his heir apparent versus uh, Deshaun Watson being upset that they told him they were going to allow him to be a part of the process and they don't. I'm just talking about those two examples. It, it, it has, has Aaron Rodgers really come out and said he's upset? Because it doesn't seem that way as, as far as the way he played for his, his team. It sounds like Deshaun Watson, if he comes back and we don't trade him, he's not going to try to put up a MVP season. That's what I don't agree with. Well, if he does that, then shame on him. Like, yeah. I believe Aaron Rodgers may was upset. And what I, another reason I have so much respect for Aaron Rodgers, instead of sitting there pouting like a little kid, he said, oh, oh, for real? You want to draft somebody to replace me? Replace this. Then he goes out there and has an MVP season. And if that's what they wanted to get out of him, then Green Bay, they look like geniuses by doing that. I'm just saying the, the idea of drafting someone to replace a 38-year-old player before knowing that he was going to go out there and put out put up one of the greatest seasons ever, I, I don't feel like he should take that personal. And one, I agree. And one more thing is to to Sarge's point: when Aaron Rodgers was drafted under Brett Favre, Brett Favre was nowhere near what Aaron Rodgers is right now. True. Aaron Rodgers just had an MVP season. Brett Favre was nowhere near an MVP season. He was on the back burner of his career, and uh, that's all I got. Chris Gordy, right. keep it up, man. Love you, dude. Thanks.
All right, Terrence Gordy calling in. Appreciate that. 713-212-5790. And I guess that's what happens when you have these debates. You, you, you kind of veer off the question. When you ask that, when, you, when we put that poll question up, mm. who has more of a gripe or more of a reason for a gripe, uh, you know what? Find the results if you can uh, between Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. My thought with that question was, that we were asking the question with the idea of being Aaron Rodgers being upset that they drafted Jordan Love at the beginning of the season versus Deshaun Watson being upset after they said, hey, we're going to bring you in on the discussions and you know the decision-making process, which I've already said I believe is a mistake, but then they don't do it. They renege on that. So You need the numbers? Yeah, where are we at? How many votes so far? All right, so 242 votes so far Okay. in the last hour. So his nice. thing's going to pick up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 63%. Deshaun Watson, 37%. Yeah, some majority of people. Well, well Gordon, yeah. I got a question for you quickly. By the way, Mike says that this is a dumb question on I, Twitter. I've so. seen that. I, 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 I like that, too. <laughs> Gordon, I have a question for you though. Yes, we're basing this off of Tell this Mike year. Mike being a bitch and doing <laughs> No, you know, hold on, because here's what I hate when people just sit behind and Twitter. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, I don't like that. That's what Twitter. You, That's what you Twitter know, is. Go, go to his little page, uh-huh. Mike's page, and see who he is and what he does. Uh-huh. Let's see how successful Mike is and how much of a change in the world he's making. He put yep. LOL at the end, though, Indy. Oh, so he was just joking. He doesn't. <laughs> Mike has know. four followers too, by the way. Okay. So. But Gordy, well, I, I have I have a question for you. This yeah. poll is based off of this year. Are you saying that Deshaun Watson didn't have a great year statistically? No, like we Aaron know Rogers he did. did. He had the best best year of his career so far. So he has a he, so he has a right then. No, I think even though you're supporting, you know, uh, uh, idea I have, I, I don't even think that has anything to do with the question. Maybe that's my problem. I overthink things. I'm just simply talking about. Are Aaron Rodgers being upset that they drafted Jordan Love versus Deshaun Watson being upset that they said, "Hey, we're going to bring you in on this discussion." Like their their play, they both were great this year. If Deshaun Watson did what he did on a team that went ten and six, we would be talking about who's going to be the MVP: Deshaun right. Watson or Aaron Rodgers. It has nothing to do with play. It has everything to do with how they feel like they've been disrespected. Like I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers. At 38, and he's never said it like Terrence. At least I've never read him saying, hey, I don't like that pick. Yeah, you know what? There have been some quotes where he said, I felt disrespected. He did say that. But my point is, I don't understand how a 38-year-old football player doesn't quite see why his team drafted what could be his replacement, then it's up to you to prove him wrong, period. Like that's Slow it. down, Ivy League of the South, where you graduated from. Mm-hmm. You, the question is, who has more of a right to demand a trade? That's just it. To nothing, be upset. Yeah, nothing else. And the answer is we, we keep adding Aaron Rodgers because he's an MVP quarterback who just took his team to the to what came up one short of the one short of the Super Bowl two straight years, still very much playing in his prime. He has every right to be angry that you wasted two high draft picks on pieces that did not help their team win this year. And y'all keep saying two high draft picks. AJ Dillon. Hold on, let me finish. Yeah. His second pick was an offensive running back. What helps a quarterback more? 
Y'all were taking, y'all were confusing when I said help Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying it has to be a skilled position, wide receiver, another go-to target. Oh, like someone on it the could field. Have, it could have been Patrick Queen, went two picks after Jordan Love. Gotcha. He led the team in tackles this year for the Ravens. Did he not help the team? Like, it could have been anything to help the team. It could have been a, a backup swing tackle that would come in on goal line plays to help them block. That guy helps them win the team, win okay, a game. so you think it's a bad draft? Yes. For you drafting, you drafted a guy that you said is not going to play at all this year. Right, that's where the problem was. Well, and even AJ Dillon is the third running back on the team. You know, he had forty six carries over the course of the season. Yeah, that's a bad pick, but I don't see why. I, if I was a quarterback, I want to be butthurt over that. I'd Wasn't be like, he hurt? What the he heck? Well, you're butthurt going, guys. We came so close to to getting the Super Bowl a year ago. I, I, even despite the injuries, we came back and I showed I could still play at a high level. The defense has gotten better. Let's continue to get pieces for this team. And they said, no, we're going to take a third string running back. See, for me and my experience, and I feel like the impact comes more from veteran free agency. Like when they signed Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith, that was a signing that I, to this day I've been talking about it for the last two years. I thought it was great by the Green Bay Packers. Sure. Those were pieces that you plug in and expect for them to – and blame Freddie Mitchell, who we've had on the show. You could blame uh, all the first-round picks that I've been around over the last 12 years. I just don't – I very rarely have been around a first-round pick outside of Champ Bailey, Hall of Famer Champ Bailey, where I said, oof, man, in his first year, he had a huge impact on our team. So I'm more into – now, if they didn't bring in guys during veteran free agency for Aaron Rodgers and for his team – then I can definitely see that. But the whole I'm expecting a 20-year-old a, a rookie to have that type of impact, I'm just not buying it. Not, just not even a huge impact, just any impact. Because the result, the reality is Jordan Love had zero impact on your team this year. You drafted a guy who did not play for you. That's where the problem comes. It, it, again, like you can n- – teams don't do this. Like look around the league. Like so nobody else Aaron is Rogers taking – didn't play and Brett Favre was still playing – was that an issue? That was 15 years what ago. Matter? I'm saying the league has changed now. Teams okay, are not what way taking has, the heir apparent anymore. What way round. has the league changed to where drafting your your, your heir apparent quarterback in the first in, round? In the first round, it, it, it made sense 15 years ago, but it doesn't make sense it's now. Because nobody do, who else has done it? The reason it became such a headline story is because Aaron Rodgers, again, like I said, with the Saints, okay, two years ago, Mike then? Mayock is going, oh, the Saints are trading up. They're going to get Lamar Jackson. But who was doing it back then? Because you're making it sound like, oh, back then everybody was doing it. The Steelers uh, took Roethlisberger, the, uh, Philip River. Wait, the, who the did Charger- they take Roethlisberger to replace? Whoever was there. Yeah, we know who was there at Green Bay because <laughs> okay, it was a Hall of Fame. Forget that one. Chargers had Drew Brees. They took Phillip Rivers. After Drew Brees, was that no, after no, no. That was before. No, no, no. That was before. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, yeah, teams were doing it back Like, then. it worked. Right. So, why, Nobody why are we does saying it, it can't anymore. work now? Because... Like I said, a team like the Saints said we're gonna take a we're gonna take a guy who can help us win now in Marcus Davenport instead of drafting Lamar and Marcus Jackson. Marcus Davenport, and he's from my hometown, and I I was almost about to say something very bad about him just to prove my point. Marcus Davenport has not lived up to expectations sure, by but, any stretch. But of had the they needs. taken Lamar Jackson, would we have even seen Lamar would have been the Taysom Hill role. He would have started three spot starts and like because they don't know how to use him like John Harper. But I'm just saying like. Drafting the era, like forget the everybody's so focused on the future, the future. And I'm saying win but now. The fact that Get pieces that can help you win now. The fact that the Chargers drafted Philip Rivers and then they had their quarterback for the last 15 years to replace Drew Brees, to me, that's proof that you should do that. Because even though the Chargers didn't win, 
They did not have to feel the quarterback need. Quick timeout, back to the phone lines in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. It's football. One, two, three, seven, it's your Rockets and Astros. All the Houston fans are really pumped. And a trampoline. A trampoline, yes. In between breaks. It's all game. In the trenches continues on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in, welcome back in the trenches, talking a little general manager decisions and how teams are being run in regards to Green Bay. I have no problem with the Green Bay Packers. Now, is Jordan Love that guy? Uh, was it a reach as far as what he can be as a quarterback? Only time will tell. But I, I don't get the thought that Aaron Rodgers should be upset because they drafted a quarterback when you're 37 years old. And look, Aaron Rodgers has been balling. He's been balling, but the father time, we can't expect everyone to be like Tom Brady and play well up until they're 43 years old. I like the fact that Aaron Rodgers said, oh, you want to use a first-round pick on a – on a quarterback, well, let me have your investment sit on the bench for the next two or three years. Uh, but some guys, especially the greats, we saw with Michael Jordan, he'll take any little thing and use that as motivation, use that as a knock to uh, help motivate him to strive to greatness. But with the Aaron Rodgers thing, I get it if that's what motivates Aaron Rodgers. I don't understand, though, the idea that that was just a huge slap in the face that you draft a quarterback when you have Aaron Rodgers. And I've said this time and time again. I don't believe that Green Bay was thinking this way. The quarterback position is so important that I personally wouldn't mind if my team used a high pick, a second-round pick for a quarterback that they expect to be the backup. So you can have a situation like in Philadelphia where Carson Wentz, when he goes down, you have a Jalen Hurts and you still have – an opportunity or a thought or an expectation to win the game. But we've just looked into our crystal ball, and we have some audio of Matt LaFleur looking for Aaron Rodgers during the first team meeting. Hey, Aaron, where are you? Where is Aaron right now? No Aaron, huh? Well, you better be sick, dead, or mute, Aaron. Here. Why didn't you answer me the first time I said it, huh? Huh? I'm just, you know, I'm just asking, you know, I said it like four times, so why didn't you say it the first time I said A-A-Ron? Because it's pronounced Aaron. Son of a bitch! You done messed up, A-A-Ron! Matt LaFleur talking to Aaron Rodgers let, let this offseason. Let me just counter it real quick, because you, you, we keep making it from the Aaron Rodgers angle. You don't think somebody else on that team... Let's just say, I don't know, who's on their defense? Um, Rashawn Gary. You mm-hmm. don't think he would have said, hey, why are we taking a future quarterback? Absolutely. We just, went to, the, we just went to the NFC Championship game. Why don't we get somebody who will help us this year? He absolutely could have said that. He absolutely has every right to say that, to think that. But all I'm saying is I understand management also saying, you know what, the toughest position to fill. Most competent teams, when they have a good quarterback, they have a chance we have a great quarterback, a hall, first ballot Hall of Famer who's 37. When he decides to move on, we want to make sure we have somebody that we can go to. I just e- I, Even if it doesn't I, work, I'm not going to go back at hindsight 2020. I'm saying I understand that pick. Again, I just my thought is we'll worry about that in 2022 or 2023 or 2024. 
when Aaron Rodgers shows a pre precipitous drop-off in his play and makes us go, oh, now's the time to start thinking about the future. Okay, we'll address that then. Not a team that just went lost by five points in the NFC Championship last year, and that was with Aaron Rodgers missing a little bit of time, comes back healthy, shows he could still play, and then this year has an MVP-type season. Like, invest in the now. And here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers was very productive last year when, when they drafted him. I'm, my, my thought is it is the toughest position to fill I don't have a problem with them thinking, you know what, we think Aaron Rodgers, here's the thing, it's such an easy thought, it rarely works out, like I'm admitting, it rarely works out this way, but I understand the thought, we have a great quarterback now who's 37, has three years left on his contract, let's draft this guy Jordan Love, and we assume that he's going to learn from him over the next two, three years, and then he'll take over. Like, that's an easy thought. But how many times does it work out? Like, Super that was a thought in New England. Oh, this uh, big strapping Jimmy Garoppolo is going to learn from Tom Brady. Then when Tom Brady calls it a career, he, you know, we'll hand the keys over to Garoppolo. Tom Brady said, no, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. And they trade him away for pieces. So, But I even still, he was Garoppolo was, what, a second or third round pick. He wasn't a first. The Subes brought up on Twitter, he said, the most recent one was Daniel Jones with the Giants. But Eli... Definitely was showing. Eli had like three straight bad seasons, and they were finally like, "Okay, this is a, this is going to end real soon. Let's start thinking of the future." And he took Andrew uh, Daniel Jones top ten. Yeah, I still yeah, and I get it. And here's the look: more than likely, is it going to be as clean as smooth as as it was from uh, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers? More than likely, it's not. My point is, I get it, period. I get it. Oh, that's what you use for your first-round pick? Okay, I get it. Now, what did they do in veteran free agency? That's what I'll be more upset with. Hey, why didn't we make a move and bring on Stephon Diggs, similar to the Buffalo Bills doing with the Minnesota Vikings? Now, I know you don't ask every team to give up two first-round picks for a wide receiver, but if they weren't active in veteran free agency, then I get And they're going to go, we don't have any money because we didn't waste it all our high. We we have to we had to overpay for this linebacker last year free agency when we could have drafted one with the Jordan Love pick, but instead See, that, now we're paying Jordan I, Love first-round money on top of Aaron totally, Rodgers. totally disagree. There's no linebacker that came out of the draft over the last two years that I think can do what Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith have done. No, no, I'm just saying... As, as an argument of you're wasting the the wasted Jordan Love pick could have been somebody a starter at another position could have cheap. Been. Instead, you're having a, you're saying oh go spend a free agency like there's unlimited money to spend a free agency. And you're saying oh just draft somebody like you just plug them and they yeah, start. You sure. know what? First round picks. There's this thing called bust. You have bust as well. If I'm spending money, I'd rather spend it on a veteran who's shown that they can play on the NFL level than a crapshoot, which every single draft pick is. I'm just saying, don't waste the 26 pick on a quarterback on on a player who's not even going to contribute to the to your team for the next two, three, four years. And when you make that statement, okay, so you're, you're assuming that if they drafted. An offensive lineman. You talked about it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Swing tackle. Their star offensive lineman, he was hurt this year. So you could just plug and play right. him right away. Exactly. What if he ends up being Titus Howard at tackle? Uh, Titus Howard's okay. 
No, they moved he's him fine. to guard. I'm not knocking him. I'm saying he's moved to yeah. guard, and I think he's going to have a long career. At least that saves you from having then because of that. It at least saved you from having to go overspend on a tackle out there in free agency. No, what I'm saying is the rookie didn't couldn't protect Aaron Rodgers, so you, you have to move. Well, we him don't to know that position. yet because that's you... my point. We just don't know. So I would rather go with the no. I, I would put more stock as a general manager into veteran free agents. I know the draft is fun, it's glamorous, it's sexy. That's your oh, cheap labor. Had, That's how that, you manage your cap. This guy had a bunch of uh, tackles when he was playing in the SEC. Maybe he could do it in the NFL. Yeah, it, it works out a lot, and many times it doesn't. I feel more comfortable. And as far as cheap labor, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, they're getting paid a lot of money, but they're not getting paid that outrageous money. They're not sitting there right. getting paid Von Miller money. What they did, they had a good pro scouting department that said, you know what? Preston Smith had five, six sacks with the Washington, at the time, the Washington Redskins. We think he's trending up. And by the way, if we team him up with this kid out of Baltimore, Zadarius Smith, maybe, just maybe, they can prove to be dominant pass rushers. But they're not getting paid like J.J. Watt, Von Miller, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. So th th there's your quote-unquote cheap labor. 713-212-5790. Joseph, welcome to the show, Joseph. Okay, Joseph was not quite ready. Joseph, if you can hear us, we cannot hear you. Jay, what's up, Jay? Hey, what's up, fellas? What's going on? I think Chris I think Chris has a point when supposedly teams draft your number one pick or either your first three picks are supposedly positions of need. So I wouldn't have drafted a quarterback when you had other positions to fill that could have helped you uh with the season as far as going forward. Now, it's a crapshoot when you draft in any way, but you supposedly is drafting for needs rather than uh, long-term effects. But I think this, this, this drafting, and once again, it all goes back to this coaching with that decision about going for a field goal instead of turning Aaron Rodgers loose. He got you there. You should have went the road to ship and sunk with him. But – it boils down to, once again, a lot of these coaches choke in various situations or in game-time situations. But I think with this Super Bowl coming up, and I heard, didn't I hear Chris or Brandon say the ticket's going to be $8,000? Yeah. That's the cheapest to get into the game right now, yeah. Yeah, so you definitely have to put in that work to get it. 713-212-5790 if you want to jump in the trenches with us. In the trenches only on Sports Talk 790. Slams it down! Daniel House! Daniel House Jr. Hey, it's Daniel House. You're in the trenches on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in, welcome back in the trenches, exclusively on Sports Talk 790. I have a lot of folks who want to get in the trenches, so they are going to get in the trenches. One more game left of the greatest sport in the history of sports, American football. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do when that last game is played. I guess I'm going to have to start binge-watching uh, something else because there's going to be a, a huge void you want to start dra life. draft study? Well, I do that anyway for the show, but that's not watching something. I'm actually excited about this upcoming draft. I'm excited about the fact that they don't have to go. Now, I'm hearing multiple reports. Not multiple. I'm hearing reports that go against one another. One is they're not having the combine due to the pandemic. Then I'm seeing some of these youngsters 
and a guy that I actually had a chance to work with as a defensive end tweet out, so excited that I've been invited to the combine. So I need to figure out what's going on. But it would be great if they don't have the combine this year. What they said last week is everything's going to be virtual. So they may have a quote-unquote combine, but it's going to be you at your house with NFL scouts. or They're saying the pro days are what's going to matter more. This what's silly is you're still going to have the pro day. Let's say like Alabama's going to have their pro day. You're going to fly in 30, 40 scouts that are all coming in town. They'll be wearing masks, right. social distancing. But they said what's going to be good, though, is the pro day numbers actually be more realistic because they're deferring now to the NFL scouts will be keeping time now. Whereas opposed to it used to be your homeboy who works in Alabama athletics is running the is running the, the time. And like, oh, he ran a 4-2. Like that did he did not run a 4-2. Like the schools always did that kind of stuff. Now it's going to be NFL is going to be monitoring those. One of the most ridiculous NFL events right outside of the Pro Bowl, the actual Pro Bowl game is the combine, folks. It's, it's ridiculous. It's lazy. It doesn't tell you anything about the players. It's something more for the coaches to go network. And I do know a lot of guys, because I'm getting old, that I played with that are now coaching. They literally go to the combine just to network, hand out business cards. But the idea that you're finding players in the combine is one of the most ridiculous ideas in the world. When I went through the combine, even as a guy that was just so hungry and was ready to do any and everything to hear his name called, while while I was going through the combine, I was like, "Man, this is stupid." From from that test, the <laughs> I forgot the name of the test. The test, the, Wonderlic. Thank you. The Wonderlic test to the four vertical jump, uh, to shuttle the vertical run. jump. I'm like, wow. Like these so called smart guys really feel like they're gonna learn what type of player. The only thing that I respect and understand why they do it. The medical physicals, the physical examinations, like ah, let's make sure this guy's knee. But everything. So you else don't think is running a fourth, a four four one instead of a four four three? Ooh, exactly. He's faster than we thought. <laughs> exactly. Just turn on the tape, and hopefully they'll uh, get rid of the combine this year for safety reasons, and we won't see any drop off with the rookies. Larry, what's going on, Larry? Hey, what's going on, Indy? Uh, Big Sarge, Chris. Uh, I hope y'all having a good day today. Indy, before I get into everything, man, is there video footage of your combine? You know what? I'm sure there is. I mean, it was 1997. I'm not that <laughs> that, that much of a dinosaur. Some VHS out there. I, I will say, quick quick little story, because one thing I can do is I can jump. You know, that's just something that God gave me the gift to do. So I had the highest vertical and then I had the uh, I tied for the longest broad jump. So when the scout told me that, my head blew up, Larry. But then I was all, oh, by the way, who did I tie with? I thought he was going to tell me like Peter Bulware, the defensive end out of uh, Florida State, or Reginald Wilson, or you know some skinny linebacker. I tied uh-huh. with Walter Jones, offensive tackle from Florida State. <laughs> That's how much of a freak that offensive tackle was. But go ahead. Hey, Walter Jones was a monster, man. Monster. But uh, and Bullware is just well, he was a specimen too, man. But I was just curious, man, because like you said, I mean, the combine I always thought was just something that they they used to, you know, just drum up some more stuff for the NFL. It it doesn't really determine how you're gonna play as a football player. I mean, the measurables, the, the medical, and all that other stuff. Yeah, I want to know if your ass got high blood pressure or taking some 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 kush or something. I, I need I need to figure all that out, but. The combine is the combine. But, hey, this is what I wanted to get into. You know, um, I sit back, man, and, and we, we spend a lot of time having these dis- discussions about what's going on with the Texans. And I heard Gordy, you know, 
get 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 into that same room with a lot of other these people. I'm just sick and tired of the son, and he needs to come out and say something, and he needs to do all this. Hey, man, y'all acting as if this isn't 100% the Texas fault. Deshaun Watson has said exactly what he meant to say on January 4th of 2021 when he said there needed to be a culture change. I'm curious as to why y'all ass ain't asking Jack used to be to bring his old tired ass out and say something. Because he's the cause of it. Deshaun Watson is doing exactly what he needs to do, and that is not say a word. And if his tweets offend you, I'm, I'm sure Deshaun is really sitting over there laughing and telling you, I don't really give a damn because I'm not the problem. And if you honestly think, that getting rid of a franchise quarterback, and, and I've heard people say this, well, we ought to just trade the son to Jacksonville and get their picks and then draft Trevor Lawrence. If your ass is dumb enough to want to face Deshaun Watson twice a year in your own division or whatever, then you stupid. And I really don't enjoy listening to you. <laughs> because let me tell you something. Football and, and what we know to be true is a, is, is a team sport. And Deshaun Watson isn't just speaking for himself. He's not the only one in that locker room, i.e. J.J. Watt, who said we stink and we need to do something different and bring our fans back in. You people, and I'm not saying y'all, you people that are out here saying that Deshaun Watson, he, he, he's partially to blame and all this other stuff, give me a break. What the problem is and what we know it is is that the Texans have created a situation over there where they're driving a wedge between their fans their players in this city based on the whims of a jackass named Jack Easterby. So miss me with all that other stuff. And I want to say this too, Indy. We watched watched Leslie Frazier and we watched uh, uh, Eric Enemy last night. If you wake up in some alternate universe that I will refuse to live in and think that Eric Enemy should not be the head coach of the Texans and Leslie Frazier is, and I told y'all, I don't like dudes with girls' names anyway. Leslie, Tracy, Pat, and all that other stuff. But if you think Leslie Frazier should be the head coach over Deshaun Watson, you can kiss my ass and I'll haul. Wow. Not a Leslie fan, I see. 713-212-5790. Soobs, what's up? Man, how the hell am I supposed to follow that call? <laughs> it's, it's, tough. it's tough. Man. So, I, I, getting back to your guys' uh, discussion on quarterback, I, I was doing a little bit of reading and whatnot. And, uh, Andy, you're a businessman. I'll give you a good example of why you don't draft a quarterback in the first round that you don't plan on playing in year one, year two. Okay. And I'm a, I'm a, you're a businessman. So, what happened to the Astros? George Springer, right? And uh, he was drafted uh, fourth year out of college, whatever. Uh, the Astros had the model, financial model to – you know, unless we're in a winning mode now, we're going to keep our players down here because it avoids arbitration. Fast forward to 2020, the uh, reason why the Astros didn't sign Springer was because he was old, and uh, compared to if he was 28 or 29, he probably would have gotten a six-year thing. Now, on the asset part, in terms of uh, love being drafted, they could have had Chris Claypool. You don't think Chris Claypool could have helped them in that game against uh, Tampa? If you remember that guy, St. Charles or St. Oils, who dropped two... Two passes, I believe, off the chest of the end zone. That's why you don't draft uh, a quarterback in the first round. They can't immediately help you, especially with a team that's coming back from losing the NFC Championship. Uh, love you guys' show. I know other people want to get in. Uh, no, and I appreciate that. The Super Bowl? And my, say that again. I'm sorry. What did you say about the Super Bowl? No, no, no. I was going to say, in terms of what you can do after the Super Bowl, hey, the Rockets got a young uh, bunch of dogs over there that uh, should be able to keep you entertained for 48 minutes. 
All right, man. I'll, I'll listen to you guys out there. Thanks, and uh, Big Sarge. Army strong, baby. I'm Army vet, too. Let's go. Thank you for your service, brother. I, I appreciate that. Look, and I'm guilty of this, too, but when you, you, you know, Clay's, uh the Pittsburgh wide receiver that he, he brings up. Chase Claypool, we, yeah. We can go and handpick guys and say, oh, well, they could have had this guy. But for every guy, every rookie, not just guy, every rookie that was successful or productive this year, I could pick three that didn't do a thing. I, I'm All I'm saying is I understand the thought regardless of how great your quarterback is, that if you have a quarterback, any player, 37 or 38, drafting for his replacement. You're right. There are plenty of misses even in the first round. But if you show me a guy who's drafted to be a backup quarterback in his first year on a, on a great team, I can show you a guy who's not going to contribute. Every single one of them. Well, that's that's obvious. So at least give yourself a chance is what I'm saying. Like, you knew Jordan Love wouldn't contribute. Maybe Clay Chapel would have sucked if the Packers took him, but you didn't know that. Any other position, I get y'all's argument, but what do we always say? If you have a quarterback, you have a chance. And if you feel like – if and here's the thing. Because um, – who's the famous scout guy that's on ESPN the, the during the draft? It was Mayock, but he's no the other one, Mel Kiper. Thank you. Yeah. If if you're if you're listening to Mel Kiper and your thought is well, Mel Kiper didn't have Jordan Love ranked that high, you're you're missing the boat because in those war rooms where the actual scouts get together and they put together their top list, they're not listening to what Mel Kiper said for whatever reason. Mike Lafleur to this day might still think no, Jordan Love is going to be the guy when he gets to the pros. If that's the case, I have no problem with them. And you're right. No, he's not going to play this year. But if he does take over for Aaron Rodgers and he gives you eight great years, then we're all going to be looking back saying, wow, that was a hell did of a they, move. Did they say, though, that was Matt LaFleur's pick? Well, I don't know. Because that soundbite we played managers. earlier mm-hmm. made it sound like, he's like, oh, Aaron. Aaron better be back. Well, that's he's because. A, but, he, but he just makes it sound like. I don't have anything to do with that love guy. <laughs> like, Jordan, yeah, everybody's Aaron's running. my guy. He better be back. Everybody's running for cover now because of, uh, you know, how great Aaron Rodgers has played. Quick timeout. Josh Bruce, we see you there in the trenches only on Sports Talk 790. Top side three is good. Scooping score. Gordon throws it down with the right hand. Hey, this is Eric Gordon. You're in the trenches on Sports Talk 790. Welcome in, welcome back in the trenches. One more segment to go as we were talking about the conference championship games. Hopefully, just hopefully, next year we'll be talking about the Houston Texans beating some AFC team to represent in the Super Bowl. You almost made through it with a straight face. As Kansas City beats Buffalo 38-20. You know what's funny? The Texans recently beat both of these teams. That's the shame of it all. But they're so far, so far away. When did from. they beat? Oh, last regular season. Kansas they City. Beat Kansas City. Right. Okay. Then they beat Buffalo last postseason. Right. But yeah. But then they lost to Kansas City in the playoffs, and then they lost to Kansas City in the season opener. Right. Indy, if Eric Bieniemy wins a Super Bowl as part of the Kansas City Chiefs staff, right, and he gets hired by the Houston Texans, can the Houston Texans fans be like, "Well, we kind of Super Bowl champions too"? That's no. what the Texas fans did after Sarkeesian yeah. won. Yeah, oh, that was Alabama. sad. Texas though. fans? Texas fans did that. They're like, Devontae Smith won the Heisman. Texas kind of claims that now. <laughs> wow, that's bad. That's a reach. 
All right, how's the poll going? The 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 in the trenches Twitter poll. Deshaun Watson has moved up. All right, before I let the people know what the the poll question. The was. poll question is: Who has more of a right to demand a trade, Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers? And right now, Aaron Rodgers is at sixty two percent, and Deshaun Watson <laughs> is at thirty eight percent. Get out of here! It was sixty three thirty seven. Oh God! Okay. Hey man, let's take the positives. Hey, we're okay? gonna count all the votes. Okay, we're gonna count all of them. <laughs> This is a fake God. election. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> All right. So that's probably the last update regarding that poll question. If you have any ideas for great poll questions, send them to what's your what's your Twitter Twitter handle? Big Sar Sports with a Z at the end because um that's how African Americans do it. At Big Sar Sports with a Z. Send some great Twitter polls that we can ask throughout the week. Josh, what you got, Josh? Yeah, hey guys, how you doing? What's happening? Um, I just wanted to touch on what you were talking about earlier with the quarterback waiting situation. Um, Alex Smith had a pretty solid year. They oh, could yeah. see he was old, getting older. They drafted Pat Mahomes, and I mean that turned out fantastic for him. But All let's right, not act. Point. Let's great not point. act like great, Alex Smith was on the point. level of Aaron freaking Rodgers. Great point. Throwing for four thousand yards a year, Aaron Rodgers or Alex Smith was Captain Dump Off. Throw little screen passes all game with Kansas City. Great point, Josh. He was efficient for the system. Oh, great, yeah. That's a great point, Josh. (laughs) We have the greatest callers. Bruce! What's up, Bruce? Bruce? Oh, jeez. mad in a hurry, brother. What was that? We we lost you. We lost you. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Now we can. What you got, Bruce? All right. I was like, I said, Chris gets mad in a hurry, don't he? Uh, <laughs> Only when stupidity comes in, sure. <laughs> man, man, I can hear, I can see the horns coming on the radio. But anyway, I agree with you, Chris. I, I think, look, you don't draft a, whoever you draft in the first round, in my opinion, are to start for you, or you shouldn't even be drafting him. That's just my opinion. Quarterbacks, I mean, I, I go way back. <laughs> you know, they played, they played, three or four years before they even started. I remember Roger Staubach, of course, as a whole before free agency. And when you were drafted, you pretty much stayed with the team that drafted you, you know, your whole career. But I know if Rogers was leaving, you know, this next year, I could see doing it one year, maybe two, but the way they get paid so much now, you know, they got to, they're almost management's forced to, to play them right off the bat. But uh, I had a question for you. I know y'all running up against it. I saw in the uh, CBS Sports line that Stafford wants to be traded. Do you think they would uh, trade him to to the Cowboys uh, and for some draft picks, and and uh, that way they could get a cheaper quarterback and then fix their defense? So I'll hang up a listen. Good show, guys. Thanks. And for those that don't know, and I know uh, Brendan can speak on this, but it's being reported that Detroit and Matthew Stafford have said, yes, it's about time to part ways. I'm open to being traded, and they're saying we're open to listen to trade offers for you. When I think of the Cowboys, now I'm thinking of healthy Dak Prescott. My thought isn't that they're not where they need to be because of the quarterback play, but I could see Jerry Jones falling in love with the idea of bringing back the old Texas boy. You know, he went to like South Lake Carroll or one of those uh, suburbs of Dallas schools in Matthew Stafford. I can see that, but... I, I don't feel like that's going to change Dallas Cowboys. The, the latest Vegas odds on Matthew Stafford's next team, the odds-on favorite, the Indianapolis Colts. So we could have Matt Stafford in the AFC South, along with Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, and 
maybe Deshaun Watson. Is that making the same mistake twice if you're the the um, Indianapolis Colts? I couldn't Bre- believe how many people, and, and Brendan could maybe talk to how good Stafford's been, but like a lot of people were romanticizing that dude over the weekend. When that news came out, they're like, oh, the Niners could get him. This guy, he's going to take him to the Super Bowl. I'm like, whoa, whoa, like. Matthew Stafford's been okay, but people were treating him like the crown jewels over the weekend. I'd say he's a lot better than what where Philip Rivers was this time, what, last year? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a fair comparison. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but I, I think he's a lot better than where Philip Rivers is. At JSG2311 asks, who would be the cap casualties if we're the general manager? The first name that comes to mind, the first two names, but Menardrick McKinney, and it pains me to say Whitney Merciless, but if you're thinking about the team and the cap, I don't. Th- I think those are the two hard cap casualty moves you, you make right away. Who do you have? I'll, I'll dig into it a little bit deeper because some of those, like Whitney, comes with a dead cap number. Mm-hmm. So even if you caught him, it's going to hurt you too. So I need to dig, in, to dig into it a little. But, yeah, there's going to be some big names cut from this team this offseason. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Big shout-out to any and everyone who was involved. God willing, same time, same place tomorrow in the trenches, only on Sports Talk 790. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.